This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 83, with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared. Every time, Jared. Every time, it's I forget. I always say my last name, and, and it's, it's I'm, I'm trying to break that habit because I feel like, you know, it's something that you would want me to do. No, no, you say your last name, but don't put pictures of yourself online, and I won't, and I'll put pictures of myself online. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a good balancing act, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, of course, yeah, yeah. So, um. How are you? I have ants in my couch. Do you really? Are you just finding that out, or are you telling oh, me? I just found out today. <laughs> like, just this second? Uh, about three hours ago. Oh, that's that's, it, that's rough, man. Yeah, there was an ant on my chest, and I was like, well, that's awkward. Usually when there's one, there's more than one. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I got up, and I walked to the front door, and there were two on my leg. I said, oh, no. What kind of ants? Uh, just little baby black ants. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, see, we don't have those kind of ants around here. We have the fire ants that bite. So, like, when you find oh. an ant on you, it's you That's you do it through pain. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we found this giant... We can't tell. I can't tell. There's so much to cover. We can't tell these stories. You doing well? That's all I really need to know. Oh, oh yes. Uh, sorry about all that that hoopla about the ants in the couch. The, the world is great. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we are on a little bit of a time constraint for this. Well, we episode. got so much to talk about. I mean, this is Marvel Six One Six Politics. It is a comic book podcast. I almost didn't get that out. I almost had Ooh. an aneurysm right there. Oh, I'm glad you did. And I, who else would I do the show with? <laughs> I I don't know, and I'm glad that you don't know either. That, that <laughs> tells me that you don't have anybody lined up. Ready to go, waiting no. in the wings, if you will. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCB Service. We are going to go through all the Secret Wars tie-ins uh, that we've read, and which I think that's most, if not all of them, uh, and you can get them at DCBService.com for 40% off, if not more. Why would you not? Why? I don't know. Okay. Maybe we should put that up as the next poll on the website. <laughs> why list the top reasons why you should not? Uh, I don't think our sponsors would like that. Would not? Should not? Would not. Well, and then we could just send those results to them, and they could make those changes, and then everyone would buy their books to them. Finally, they would get something valuable from us. <laughs> <laughs> we are also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, crpsavings.com. <laughs> Community Retail Partnership is a discount membership service for all of your needs through Office Depot. So anything that you need through Office Depot with your CRP membership, you can get for an extreme discount, crpsavings.com. Now also, they just didn't they just upgrade to Office Max as well? So Office Depot and Office Max? Yes, yes. The CRP membership will also work in all Office Max locations as well. That just happened this week. Thanks for reminding me. Well, that's fantastic news. That's really cool. They got a huge market share right there. Heck yeah. It's crazy town up in these office places. <laughs> uh, we're also sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions, michaelwebbsolutions.com. 
For all of your internet marketing and SEO needs, check out michaelwebsolutions.com. You can always hit us up on, uh, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. It's amazing. It has those polls and surveys that Jared, beep, I'm not going to say his last name, was talking about. Oh, you're cursing. (laughs) Um, And also follow us on Twitter at 616politics. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We're on Instagram and YouTube under the handle marvel616politics. And we also have a handy-dandy phone number, 616-755-TINA, that you can call anytime, day or night, 24-7. Leave us a message, and we will play it on the show. If you have a question, a comment, or maybe a witty retort, we'd love to hear it. 616-755-TINA. Uh, man, I tell you, I'm I'm getting over this cold. I feel out of it. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm. We do not have here. time to talk about this. Okay, I'm sorry. Again, my apologies, sir. No, you're you're doing better now. I know that you 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 had the. I don't know what did you have. I had the crud, man. No, actually, <laughs> I I sat next to my daughter on on the bed helping her with her math homework, and I saw that she had a runny nose. And I didn't think anything of it. I just told her as I normally do, go blow your nose. But then I think I whatever she had I got, and I then then that's when I felt sorry for her because I was like, my goodness, why, why did I not think that this was a big deal? Because I was out. I took off a day of work. I felt like a failure. But Miss Jacqueline, she was like, I'm so proud of you taking off for work, taking <laughs> a sick day. Cause I'm so us- proud of you. They usually expire. Yeah. So what? Yes, I usually it- don't use them. Well, I mean, you're only supposed to use them if you're sick, right? Um, that's well, that might be that way now. But I, I asked uh, ownership before, and they were like, "Ah, I use them as vacation. What do we care?" Well, then, why wouldn't you use them if they're telling you to? I, you know, I don't know. I got a lot to do. I don't know. Hmm. Well, the moral of the story is math makes you sick. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hit current events. Ready? Go. <laughs> current events all the secret wars tie-ins there was like a million of them i've got a bigger current event than that real quick okay do it darren got married what darren who would have thought (laughs) darren the interchangeable part of 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 this podcast that you know a lot of people don't know me a lot of people don't know him yeah, Darren, the secret third man, the invisible <laughs> man behind Michael Webb Solutions, he got married, and well, he had, we posted pictures, because it's a current event, so I just want to hit this before we start the books. I understand. And uh, he had a comic book cake, and it was really cool. Well, you know, he is starting the ultimate secret war. I mean, when you get married, it's like this unspoken battle all the time. Oh, Andy, how worldly of you. <laughs> That's why you're not using your sick days. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. I hope Jackie hears this one. Ah, she doesn't care about my <laughs> podcast or life. No, she was she was just texting me. I was like, 
I, she was asking me about my day, and uh, I was like, I can't talk. I'm so sorry. I have to, I got to get ready to record. And uh, she was like, okay, I guess I'll talk to you later tonight. <laughs> Leave actually, me be, woman. <laughs> Leave me be. I will have my study. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We got a list here. Uh, I'm going to run through the titles, and then, you know what? Let's just go through the ones that you want to do first, the ones that stick out to you. Uh, my list is in kind of how they came out, and then I kind of rearranged them, so... Alright, we got A-Force, we got Deadpool, Secret Secret Wars, Master of Kung Fu, Spider-Verse, Ultimate End, Inferno, Inhumans, Attilan Rising, Modok Assassin, Secret Wars 2099, Where Monsters Dwell, Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, Future Imperfect, Weird World, Marvel Zombies, 1602, Witch Hunter Angela, Captain Marvel and the Carol Core, Years of Future Past, Ghost Racers, Planet Hulk, Secret Wars Battle World, Secret Wars Journal, Extinction Agenda, X-Men 92, Old Man Logan, Infinity Gauntlet, and then also Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. We have some tie-ins, Captain America and Mighty Avengers, giant-sized little Marvel AVX, uh, Loki, Punisher, what? Armor Wars. What? I don't count those last days. I didn't do any of those. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good. Then I'm not that far behind you then. I only I... have three that I haven't read, I think. What three haven't you read? Um, Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. giant Size Little Marvels. <gasps> and Armor Wars. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read any of the last <laughs> days for this podcast. Gotcha. Gotcha. For my other podcast, I do with other people. Really? You're seeing other people? Well, I'm working on, you know, I've got to have a replacement team just in case now. In case I die because I have a cold? Oh, well, I, not in case you die, in case you, you know, use all your sick days and don't want to record with me anymore. I don't see how that... What does one thing have to do with another? I'm sorry. Go on. Where do you want to start? Uh, you're the producer of this shindig. Okay. Um, I just, what I did is I went through all the titles and I wrote down... My notes of what I liked, what I didn't like, and I typed them, and that's what I did. <laughs> it sounds like we did similar things. Why don't you start by telling me your favorites, and then I'll tell you mine, and then we'll go, and then also least favorites, and I'll tell you mine. Okay, my favorites. Um, Give me the top, you know, whatever, five, six, three, whatever. Okay, I really enjoyed the. Um, Marvel, uh, giant size little Marvel AVX. I would like to point out, and I'm not criticizing, but I would you like <laughs> I would like to point out that the the first one that comes into your mind has no canon or value continuity to the six one six. It, I hope that's not an indication of how you feel the quality of the rest of the books are. It takes place on Battle World. Uh. It does. Look on the map. There's a spot for it. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll be sure to read it. It's so good. <laughs> that was definitely my favorite, like, by far. Giant Size Little Marvel AVX. Um, I liked... I liked X-Men 92. I liked A-Force and Inferno. I liked um, Adelon Rising. And I liked Old Man Logan. Those were probably my biggest ones. Okay. All right. Um, I my biggest ones were A Force, 
um, Renew Your Vows, Future Imperfect, Infinity Gauntlet, Old Man Logan, and Marvel Zombies. So okay. far of what's okay. come out. Because we still got we still have what like five. Six well, more titles coming out? Yeah, I mean, we still have the House of M title. We've still got Civil War. We've still got some some good ones. Yeah, Siege, I think, right? Yeah. And what was the... Uh, I don't know. I've been... The last two weeks, I've been to marvel616politics.com, and I can't find out what's coming up the following week. Oh, I apologize for that. I'll tell you about that later. I don't okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance I get to rib you? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, some will be up tomorrow. Because what's today? Monday? Yes. Anyway. Okay, what are some of your least favorite? Oh, okay. Least favorite, uh, Infinity Gauntlet. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, Secret Wars 2099, Where Monsters Dwell, Spider-Verse. Um, Secret Wars Journal. I didn't really care for. Mrs. Yeah, don't go Dead. through. Don't go through them all. Just give me because I, oh. I I want to be surprised. Oh, uh, okay. There and Armor Wars. There. Okay. <laughs> uh, some of mine were Modok Assassin. Um, twenty ninety nine was abysmal. Sixteen oh two, um, and yeah, the journal was 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 really bad. So. That's a shame. So, I oh, think, and uh, Ghost Racers. Good night. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start with. Uh, let's start with A Force. A Force yep. number one. Okay. All right. Lay it on me. What'd you like? What'd you don't like? What are your notes? Uh, well, for A Force, I it was one that I was really looking forward to. Probably the the most I was looking forward to the. It looked like it had great art, it had a, a good premise. Um, it looked like it was going to star some characters I really enjoyed. <coughs> um, I, but after I read it, I kind of felt a little eh, you know. I would have liked to see a bit more established of what was going on in the title, as opposed to um, you know they they, they have a, a quick battle with a a shark, whale a whale shark or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's uh, there's conflict with She-Hulk and Doom and the Thor Corps. I kind of wanted them to take the first issue and establish what was going on on the island. Kind of like uh, Secret Wars number one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the cast. I, I was excited for this book. And um, I think one of these big things that you're going to see in my notes over and over again is whether or not the cast recognizes that they're in a realm or not. Mm-hmm. I felt like some of these books, they recognized that they were part of a bigger picture and then some they had no idea. And I think that that really determined whether or not I enjoyed the book. Um, this one they definitely did because they sent um, a representative to Doom to talk on behalf of uh, Ms. America, right? Yeah. Um, I liked how the characters interacted with the Thors and how there were consequences for breaking the rules. I liked how it brought in... Like, the setting wasn't just one realm. There was, like, three. I think there was Doomstat, there was wherever A-Force is, and then there was uh, Beyond the Wall also. Beyond the Shield. Yeah, they're on Arcadia. Arcadia? I think Arcadia. Isn't that the name of their island? I'm not sure. Does that have to do with Arcade? No. 
I think that's just what it's called. Um, I thought it was extremely cool that that character shows up uh, at the last the last panel, and this seems like a link, probably the best link of all these back to Avengers and New Avengers, and uh, more than any other title that we read for this. What are you talking about? Didn't what's her name? The the Universal Presence. The, Singularity. That, is that her name? Uh huh. Oh, is she the one that was in Avengers? I don't remember her. I thought this was her first appearance. Really? I thought there was a there was a girl who epitomized the entire entire universe force. In Avengers? Yeah. Well, see, I was so confused a lot of the time with Avengers and New Avengers. What? I didn't, I didn't she, always know what was going on. She had a... Uh, oh, man, I can't even think of her name. This is terrible. Our our listeners are going to be screaming at their... Oh, Scott is going to kill you. <laughs> well, she, she had... Um... <laughs> She had the universe force. What is it called? The 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 Enigma Force, right? Or I'm no? really not sure where you're going. Okay, if none of this is ringing a bell. <laughs> I thought that she got hurt and she was in a coma in Infinity, and then they pulled her out and she kind of saved the day. Okay. And so I thought in the last panel of this book she showed up, and I thought that was a throwback to see what Hickman's plan for the whole story was and i said oh okay now this was the first book i read of all the tie-ins i thought oh good like we're gonna get little pieces of the story and how it all fits together in each title which i don't think that's how it is now no but i think it probably happened in about half of them oh i think it happened in like maybe a quarter or less a lot of them refer to different stuff yeah we'll go we'll go into that but do you know the character i'm talking about now I do not. Okay, at the end of A Force, you can look it up. You can grab your book, and no uh, singularity in A Force. But I'm just not sure what you're talking about with Avengers. I is where was sing? Oh, you thought that was her first appearance? She had like the stars on her body and everything. Yeah, singularity. Okay, all right. It, I I assume that was somebody we'd already seen before in Infinity. Oh, so okay. Well, Whatever. maybe we'll just cut this whole part out. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars. Okay, so I didn't re- do that one because that doesn't take place on Battleworld. Okay, that's that's kind of a question I had. Oh. <laughs> okay, so like I, in my notes it says, let me get this straight. Is this one about the original Secret War? Yes. But so it's not on Battleworld. It's not a realm of the original secret war it's what they're doing is they're retconning the first secret war and having deadpool have been there that's awful why would they do that is it canon i don't know because i read it and i was like this is not this doesn't work (laughs) so i thought when i read it i was like oh they're talking about the first one and then i was like well, wait a minute. Maybe they're not talking about the first one. They're bringing back all these storylines. Maybe they're talking about. Maybe this is a storyline that they brought back in Secret Wars, and Secret Wars is a storyline in Secret Wars. No, but it's, it's they're just retconning the first Secret Wars. <laughs> I don't think that this is canon. It can't be. I mean, I have a question if any of these are really canon anyway. <laughs> they said everything counts. 
Well, but then I, this one does, right? But, well, no, because this is not part of Battle World. So this one doesn't count. Everything counts except for this one. I but it has this this, it has the Secret Wars logo in the diamond distribution code. It has the Secret Wars, you know, marker indicator. Yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't take place on this Battle World. It takes place on the original Battle World. Okay. All right. So you didn't read this one. I did read it, but I didn't review this one. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> That's fine. All right. Ne- next up, Master of Kung Fu. Yeah. Okay. What? Tell me about this one. <laughs> Why am I telling you? Did you not read it? I did read it. I want your thoughts. I'll do the next one. I said I thought it was decent. I had low expectations for it, but I'm glad I gave it a try. Uh, I thought the art was lacking quite a bit, but uh, you know I don't really care for these characters. Uh, I've never been a Shang Chi Iron Fist fan, and uh, it was just kind of you know after I read it, like oh, well okay. I agree. This, I mean. This seems like a totally new universe and not even like a what-if story. It's just like Marvel noir, you know? Noir. It's basically like, okay, well, if everybody in the Marvel universe was uh, into karate, this is what it would be like. <laughs> you know? And so I don't know. It's what... kung fu. I don't. I'm My bad. Um, <laughs> karate. Um, you're right. There's a, <laughs> there's a difference. I don't want to offend anybody out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, it seems like if everybody was, if if all martial arts were a way of life for every single character, that's what this book is. It doesn't seem like, it just seems like they said, okay, we want to do a martial arts book. And so Battleworld and uh, Secret Wars is the perfect time to do it. And you know what? Let's change up some of the characters. Right? I mean, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem connected at all, right? This title? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them are supposed to feel that way because they are all in their own countries, you know? Okay, that that leads to another question oh. as we move forward. Are You're these, welcome for that transition. Are these supposed to be countries or multiverse universes? Well, I mean, when you look at the Battleworld map... Right, like geographically, they're countries, right? Yeah. Well, then how come Logan is in multiple ones? Well, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of characters that are going to be in multiple universes, but there was an interview with Axel Alonso, and he said that they are not aware of each other's existences, and that could maybe be something that happens down the line. See, that doesn't make sense to me. That's very problematic because if they're not aware that there's other versions of them, but they know that they live in different geographic areas instead of different multiverses, it's harder to swallow. Like, sending a delegation to talk to Doom God on behalf of Ms. America, that makes sense because it's like a geographic region. But if you have Peter Parker running around in this one and Peter Par- a different Peter Parker running around in this one, well, we'll get to that in a second. But, like, if you have different Wolverines and, and one Wolverine transcends all of them and kind of defeats the Punisher who has another Doctor Strange in him and Doctor Strange is the guy who sent him, and then you have another Wolverine who knows that 
he's in a geographic region that is next to the wall, so he starts climbing the wall. Like, that that doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, I, I mean, I get it. It doesn't, it's not that hard for me to swallow. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out in the next issue of Old Man Logan, when he makes it up to the wall and across, he ends up in the Age of Apocalypse realm and comes to blows with that version of Wolverine. So that's when I think there might be some unraveling going on. Oh, really? Yeah, like, whoa, who are you? I didn't know there was more than just one of me. Because okay, old he... man Logan's whole whole premise is that, you know, everyone was killed and he, he's just been wandering for years. And just on this other side of the wall, there's another one of him. Right, but yet he knows that the Ultrons are on the other side of the wall, right? Yeah. It's that, but there have been Ultrons in other books as well. So it seems like that there there's an understanding that, yeah, there there are Sentinels and there are Ultrons and that they have invaded various places and kind of are a thorn in many different battle world countries' side. Okay, so basically let's let's divide this up into states or countries and say, so there's another Andy somewhere out there doing whatever. There's let's say there's five more Andes out there in the world. Oh, Doom help us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> good for you <laughs> and so you know there one one is a, a policeman and goes to every other country but everybody else has to stay in their own country that's the rule and eventually I climb over a wall and see another one of me at a different age and you think that that's going to tie into maybe everyone understanding that this is a like a construct I believe so Okay, okay. I can deal with that if all the books go that way. But if, I mean, we'll talk about Ultimate End in just a second, but that one, that one has a lot of issues. Well, well, okay, well, so I don't think they're all going to go that way because there are some going to be there extremely self-contained. Like the the AVX one, X-Men 92, um looks like master of kung fu a couple of them are just going to be they're not really they're just going to be content living in their place and doing their thing right and with with um what did you with ultimate end uh bendis is is being very coy about where this takes place because we're all assuming that it's supposed to reveal the end of the ultimate universe and like those last hours between the 616 and the ultimate universe and Bendis is saying that that isn't exactly what this title might mean. Oh, really? Yeah, so we all have these assumptions, and they're rightfully so, but the, there's so many errors and continuity things that don't make sense that it can't be. Right, okay. That, 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 all right, let's jump into Ultimate End. <laughs> I, this, this, is, this is, my notes here is a, it's a poor send-off to the Ultimate U because it doesn't feel like it's the real 1610. It's supposed to be, but if Peter Parker is there and Peter Parker is in Renew Your Vows, like I know Renew Your Vows isn't the 616 Peter Parker if he remained in that story the whole time. So I'm assuming that this is the true Peter Parker from the 616 that's in the 1610 Ultimate <laughs> Universe right now. Right? But it really could be anyone. Yeah. 
And but so that means there's no real consequences from him meeting Aunt May and Gwen, and you know they say that they remember each other from that crossover Spider Men, but that could be a construct of Doom, and well, we don't know the end yet, you know. Yeah, but I okay. Going into this, I just felt like everything should be a continuation of the Avengers and New Avengers story that Hickman was writing. Mm-hmm. But this seems like it's another universe. Like we're supposed to assume it's a universe within. But these are. I, I just don't understand how if two universes collided, the six one six and the sixteen ten, how we get an Age of Apocalypse stuff. Let alone Old Man Logan, which is six one six. Ah. Well, those were just the last two that were left. The right. Secret Wars, the the battle world is not a result of just those two. Oh, I thought it was. That wouldn't make, I mean, look at the titles, Andy, it wouldn't make any sense. I know, that's why I'm having a hard time with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. All right, you tell me about Ultimate M. What, was your, what were your feelings on that? Oh, well, I mean, just reading it, I was like, now, now, what, huh, what, what? You know, it just, there were so many different pieces that didn't mesh with what I knew. So then just reading various uh, theories and different interviews from Bendis, it's like, oh, now now I get it. Like, I need to just relax and realize that I could probably just buy the last issue of this series and not waste my time on these first few to find out what he's doing. Yeah, I think I'm having a hard time because they did mention Doom, I think, in this one. And so they understand, or they have the assumption that Doom is God. But he wasn't in the 616 and he wasn't in the 1610. So, like, obviously it's an altered universe. It's an altered reality which means that it's not real. So it's maybe not real to 1610. It's maybe not real to 616. So, you know, I feel like it cheapens the whole, all the conversations and the emotion leading up to, you know, Peter sitting there with Aunt May. And so anyway, that's kind of what I'm having a hard time with here. Yeah. I, I guess we just won't know till it's over, you know? Right. So do you think that, some of these I got the feeling, well, specifically with Peter Davids, and now I'm getting the feeling with Bendis, that they said, okay, we'll play ball, but I'm still telling my own story. <laughs> well, Peter, David, and Bendis have always been like that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, Those were great examples, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let's, let's do uh, Spider-Verse. Um, I found this surprisingly interesting. I was not... It's by Mike Costa, who he did some in, in uh, Avengers Millennium, some of the Infinite Comics. Um, I like how this doesn't focus on Peter, but rather the other ones. I thought that was cool. Um, and actually, I've never been so interested in the Indian version of Spider-Man before. I think that he's kind of an interesting character at this point. However, I will say that the art is horrendous. And that I could do without Peter Porker ever existing, ever. Yeah, I think we kind of uh, we agree on the art, but I thought this was a, not a great title. They chose the most boring versions of Spider-Man <laughs> to put in this. I would have seen any other Spider-Man figures, but this is who they these are the characters they they chose. Well, they chose the noir one. I like him. Boring. <laughs> and then a Captain Britain one. Yeah, he is, he's bad. Yep. The one from India, and then a Spider Girl, 
and Spider Gwen and Peter Parker. Now, now that's Aranya. I like her character, and I do like Spider Gwen, even though I don't like the premise. Her character has been okay. So I was just, you know, give me any other, give me Spider Hulk, you know, give me Iron Spider, uh, <laughs> give me Cosmic Spider Man, give me Symbiote Spider Man, give me uh, the. Spider-Man when he turns into a spider with eight arms, you know, give me anything but these guys. Right, it's kind of weird that it's not Peter Parker for any of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so. strange, and I wonder why, I wonder if that has to do with the real Peter Parker being somewhere else. Or, or Renew Your Vows. What did you think of Renew Your Vows? Uh, we can jump down to that one. Let me scroll. Oh, I gotta find it. Um, I liked it. I I thought I thought I wasn't gonna like any of these Spider-Man titles because I didn't think that um, it would grab me and it was going back too far. Um, I'm very interested to see where this is gonna go, and the reason why I liked it is because Spider-Man does what is right, but he does what is right from a selfish perspective. He looks out for his family, and actually, I mean, Venom looked amazing in this. Mm -hmm. I thought he was awesome. Uh, this is Kubert, right? Doing the art. Oh yeah, yep, Adam Kubert. Adam Kubert and Dan Slott, I think, wrote this, right? Yep. Which he did all right, and um, I thought that this was interesting. He still did the right thing, but he was selfish, and he didn't go for the needs of the many. He did the needs of the few. Um. So you could really argue either way that he made the right or wrong choice. And I thought, after I finished reading it, I thought, wow, this is a one-shot. That's crazy. But then I was like, oh, there's more to this story. So it really hooked me in. Uh, pretty much the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this book was going to be, you know, it was going to take the storyline uh, from the 90s when Mary yes. Jane was pregnant. That's what and I thought, too. She was going to have the baby, and they were going to be raising her daughter. I didn't know it was going to be every hero is killed. Peter Parker doesn't want to be Spider anymore, Spider-Man anymore, and this technic technological thing called Regent Rules the Earth. I don't want to read that. I wanted to read what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was very interested in what I thought, it, what you thought it was going to be, too. Yeah. And it's not even the same baby, right? Or is it? I don't think so. It's a different name for the child. Yeah. But I did like Adam Kubert. He could draw anything. I'll be happy. <clears throat> he is definitely a talented individual. So. Okay, now uh, point me to Inferno. Oh, great title. You did not like it, though, right? <laughs> not at all. Now, have you read the original Inferno? No. Okay. I'm dropping the microphone. Pating. <laughs> You can't see it, but that's I'm just I'm laying it down. That's why I mean, if Inferno, Extinction Agenda, and Years of Future Past, those three were basically continuation slash what ifs. Um, these things had kept going on. So by having those foundations of those three stories, these three new ones are going to make a lot more sense. Okay, so let me break in and ask you: Did you were you a fan of Claremont's X Men Forever? Uh, sometimes. Okay, but the idea. 
The idea, absolutely. So that's kind of what you are going for when you read these titles, Inferno, Extinction Agenda, Years of Future Past? Yeah, yeah. Well, and almost kind of like a what if. Like, Inferno is basically saying, what if the X-Men wouldn't have defeated Sim and Nastrith and Madeline Pryor? And it wouldn't have, you know, they didn't win the Inferno battle. So, oh, okay. So that's what that is doing. You know, what if um, Extinction Agenda is, you know, what if Havoc and Wolfsbane wouldn't have left Genosha and gone back to form X-Factor? They would have stayed and tried to rebuild Genosha. I just don't see the point of this story. I mean, it just seems like fan service. Well, that's how you sell books. <laughs> well, that's true. That's a good point. But it's kind of like, if this is just a what if, then it's taking all the favorites of the fans and saying, oh, we're going to tell another story in this piece of the universe, and we're using Secret Wars as an excuse to do that. Well, but I do, they're not, they aren't what ifs. These actually are taking place on Battleworld. I'm just saying that's how I'm looking at them as they can make sense, you know? Yeah. Because, just like you said with X-Men Forever, you know, if if Chris Chris wouldn't have left the book... Oh, you and him, you're pretty tight? Yeah, I've got my picture with him and his autograph. <laughs> and he's got yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think these three were some of the best ones. Because they, I mean, others like, uh, you know, Weird World, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, Ghost Racers, they just kind of like take characters and just throw them in and here's a brand new universe, here's a brand new thing. Whereas these three were already established in some respect, similar to like Old Man Logan, and they're just expounding upon that backstory. You picked good examples, and I think you're right. That is definitely the distinction. I think my vantage point is that because Doom is piecing this all together and he's not omniscient, that it makes a whole lot more sense that people are waking up and going, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what happened. i got to survive this rather than, oh, let's resurrect the story. And So I'm doing, from a continuity perspective, I'm having a hard time with this, and I guess you're just enjoying the creativity and the... You know, like kind of the fun of it, right? Well, I don't understand why you're having the problem continuity-wise. <laughs> I like you, Jared. No, I'm just... I'm I don't understand it. why you're having a problem with this. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Fill me in. It it doesn't make sense from where we just were a couple issues ago. Um, I don't see how... if. Everything in the whole multiverse has been annihilated. And then the two last universes collide. How are we getting pieces of things that have already been destroyed? How are we getting Spider-Verse, all these other alternative Spider-Men, if they are already annihilated, ceasing to exist? Nothing there. It doesn't make any sense. Where are you pulling this stuff from? Well, Doom and Strange... It's kind of been revealed that, you know, Doom is behind all of this. Right, he is behind all of it, but does he have the power to... Like, then he's creating figments of... Or are these people real and he resurrected them? Or is he just making, like, essentially a clone of them? Like, that's what doesn't make sense to me. Uh, well, I mean, the story's not over, so we don't know. But I, I don't know, I think you're kind of digging a little deeper than what it is. 
I I'm I may be. And you're right, the story's not over and it could it could all show up here. Um I guess it's just not what I thought it was. Kind of like with you with the the uh, Renew Your Vows. This is not what I thought it what these tie-ins aren't what I thought they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean actually one of them who I I don't care about these characters at all. I don't really like the story, but I'm very interested in where it goes. In humans, Attilan rising, or what did you call it? Ad- Adelon? Adelon. Adelon? That makes sense. Adelon. Uh, that sounds a lot more poetic than Attilan. <laughs> Attilan! Uh, Adelon rising. I thought this this book had a huge draw for me I, because it transcends all the realms. It's talking about overthrowing and you know, kind of putting together a coup, and then you have spies from other realms and everything. Um it seems like it's more grounded in the bigger picture of what's going on. And like I said, I don't care for the characters and I don't, you know, because they're not themselves, you know, I don't know what black bolt is doing talking. Um, Andy, these are different versions, dude. I know. (laughs) These are not the six, one, six versions. That doesn't make sense to me. Why are they not? Cause this is not the six, one, six universe, bro. That's these are fragments assembled from those two universes that, collided when did that when was that determined i guess that's just my faulty understanding so you're saying that from all the universes he's piecing these things together i Absolutely. guess i guess he was my thought is that he was outside time when this last co- collision happened and so he gathered up the pieces and reassembled stuff you can't reassemble puzzle pieces of stuff that's been burned like that so i think i thought he was there and salvaged what he could but i don't know i i I I never considered otherwise. I guess I thought that I was functioning under that premise. Gotcha. Um, I do think it's interesting that Charles Soul is definitely the Inhumans guy, and Fraction is like out of the picture for Marvel altogether. Remember, he started with um, Inhumanity, mm-hmm. and nothing. He 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 was supposed to do the Inhumans book, and then they had a you know kind of a fallout. Um, it wasn't like a big disagreement, but it was just a disagreement. Well, I want to take it here. Well, maybe you're not right the, the right person for the project. And now Charles Soule is the guy. And Fraction's nowhere on the radar. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> you sound like you really care. Well, I don't know so much as about creators and stuff as much as you do. You know, like you follow who... Soul and Aaron and and you know I don't always follow that I follow more so the story and what's going on yeah and I really like this book I thought the premise with the quiet room was very intriguing how some people are granted access to come to the quiet room and they're from all the different domains on Battle World and you know the that's the only place that they're allowed to connect with each other yeah but because of this connection now. Um, pieces are being put together, an uprising is possibly starting, and, you know, the 616 Medusa and Black Bolt are, you know, they're married, they they go together, but Battleworld Medusa and Black Bolt are about to, you know, come into big conflict with each other. So I really enjoyed this book. I don't don't understand you when you say, (laughs) (laughs) like, this is so counterintuitive to me. Because you're like, well, I'm not reading it if it's not the 616. Well, if if you truly believe that none of these books are the 616, then why you... I mean, I know the podcast, but, like, would you be reading any of these? 
Well, these books, I don't think Marvel is, is, I don't know if stupid is the word, but stupid enough or uh, nasty enough to literally publish books for all this time, for, you know, four, five, six, seven months or whatever, that this, that these books are going to happen and not have them count in some way. You know, I, I just don't think they're going to do that. Even when we go back to like Age of Apocalypse, you could get all the Age of Apocalypse books and though it's an alternate universe, when the 616 came back, ramifications from those universes still had an impact. Yeah, I can do that on a small scale, but I'm having a hard time mentally with it on on like 50 different places. Yeah, I, I, and I, I totally hear you. I think they're, they're kind of doing Age of Apocalypse and like shooting it up really high on crack, you know, for this. But, I mean, just looking at the different teasers that have come out for all new, all different Marvel after Secret Wars is over, you know, we know that Maestro is going to be around. We know Old Man Logan is going to be around. We know that A-Force is going to be around and some titles are still going to continue. So while I think things like probably Master of Kung Kung Fu, Modoc Assassin, and Secret Wars Battle World, you know, those things might fall off and not not really probably ever matter again. They might just be reads for what's going on on this alternate universe. I think a lot of the other books are going to have bigger plays after Secret Wars is over. I, I hope, well, I mean, I'm kind of torn about that. I don't know if I hope so. I don't know if I want, you know, Old Man Logan and Maestro to continue in the new status quo. And, you know, because th- what does that mean for the 616? This is going to be a crazy continuity mess if they even care about it. And then if they don't, it's kind of like, well, you know, what does that mean? Because you say, well, why would they be printing books for seven months that didn't matter? Well, they could be printing books for four decades that don't matter now. Yeah. So. But I guess that wasn't with... But I think they started Secret Wars out with a plan, and Stan and Jack didn't plan in 1961 that we're going to have these books, but they don't matter. You know, people after them came and decided that they might not matter. That's true. Uh, Modoc Assassin, number one. Yeah, it sounds like you didn't like it. No, I did not. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was a. It's Chris Yost. I thought it was a, a good read. Oh, I was so disappointed. I thought this was a waste of his talent. I, I, I have in my notes. I'm so sad for Yost. Oh, I'm so sad for Yost. <laughs> I, I have these three things written. This is a throwaway title. I'm so sad for Yost. What a waste of talent. Ouch, Andy. So yeah. much for the the positive. I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe I read this when I was sick. I don't know. <laughs> I. What, 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 give me the goods. Give me the the positives of this book. Well, I remember talking about. it. I was like, this is a waste. I can't believe Chris Yost is going to write this book. He could be writing anything else. But I thought he proved me wrong. I really liked the premise of Killville. Um, I enjoyed how it touched on the four regions around it, north, south, east, and west. Um, you know, who would have ever thought we'd see the Sentinels fighting MODOK? Never. Uh, he, used, he used various pieces of the Marvel landscape from Nimrod technology uh, to bring in characters like Baron Mordo and Gambit. I thought it was very well-rounded, and it was a good read. 
You know what? I'm going to have to go back and look at this. And I seriously say because if if you're giving it this glow of a review, clearly I've missed something. You know, I read this after I read. <laughs> I, I, I well, seriously, I read this after I read uh, uh, Battle World number one, and that was a Modoc story. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was just that just put such a terrible taste in my mouth. Agreed. And so I, I, I will go back and give this a second look because okay. Yost is a talented guy. He does great work. I just, you know, Modoc is such a stupid character if he's not if he's not used seriously as a as a as a something to be afraid of. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I do not care for Modoc whatsoever. And Yost made me enjoy him and kind of take him seriously. Okay, well, I think it's let's take a break and agree on something. Secret <laughs> Wars twenty ninety nine. What is the point of this title? Uh, it felt very generic. Oh, very so, yes. Phoned in, uh, one dimensional. Could not care less about these guys. There was no need for me to want to care about them or to even be intrigued by who Vision might be and what's up with the female Captain America. Just don't care. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Will this ever get interesting is what I have here. Well, did what? you read the second issue? No, uh-uh. It's more boring. <laughs> it's more boring. I said, uh, it seems like Peter David's attempt at defiance and to keep telling a story he wants to tell. I mean, this is a this is a, a Spider-Man 2099 and, you know, just a, from what I can tell, him saying, what I'm doing matters. But it doesn't. Yeah, it was kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Like, the Defenders show up in the second issue, but you're like, who cares? You're the Defenders anyways, let alone the future Defenders. I could care even less now. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, what, did, what did you think about Planet Hulk? Planet Hulk? That one? Uh, let me see what I have here. Um... I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I like how it transcends being trapped in one ra- uh, realm. Um, again, it's outside of Doomstat, so it's similar to Ghost Racers, but much better. Oh, um, yeah. has to do with Arcade. Um, so far, I think there's three or four stories that have to do with Arcade in, in uh, the Coliseum. Um, I was confused whether or not this was our old captain america or a different one uh, why he wasn't old um did we see the real hulk like the 616 hulk at the end because he had the mohawk thing like doc green right isn't that what he goes by now <clears throat> um i thought it was interesting that he was sent on a mission to destabilize a realm and kill the red king um i thought it was weird how stephen strange treated him even though like you know strange talked to Doom in uh, Secret Wars number three as like old friend and stuff like that, but it, this is only—it's only been eight years, right? Didn't they say that? Yeah. Okay, it's been eight years, and yet, I mean, I, I know a lot can happen in eight years, but he's treating these people like they're crap, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I mean, this is supposed to be in Greenland, which is where all the Hulks take over, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. It was like Captain America kind of taking Hulk's role from the original Planet Hulk, you know? Yeah. Um, and then being sent to an entire country full of Hulks to find Bucky. I, I put that, I don't even need words. I'm happy to just look at the pictures because the premise is really cool. It was cool, and I like how he's got Devil Dinosaur with him. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it it adds another layer. It yeah. does. It's kind of just like, you know, you could see a whole action figure line on this, you know? Captain yeah. America, a bunch of Hulks, <clears throat> a big red dinosaur. Yeah, this is this is like 80s goodness, you know? It's he- like Captain America He-Man is what it is. I was getting ready to say that. That's awesome. <laughs> if we'll have Our- Captain Planet swoop in, it'll be amazing. <laughs> He was 90s. Come on. <laughs> All right. Where monsters dwell. Uh, Yeah. So the art was good. I don't even think that. Okay. This was so strange, dude. Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. I won't say terrible, but it was extremely out of place for what we're doing. It, it felt like an indie book. And not only that, it felt like a, like a mature reader's indie book. Hmm. Um, I put it was pretty morally reprehensible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just seemed so out of place. Like, what in the world? <laughs> Where are the Marvel characters too? I mean, it makes sense. It's Garth Ennis, and he's not. You know, he's the one that did Punisher Max and everything. Uh, welcome back, Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of adult content in those books, and this one like teetered on the edge. But it was like. Okay, this was nowhere as near near as good as I thought it was going to be. Oh, like, did you think it was going to be good? I was looking forward to reading this book. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder what they're going to do. But then it was like, I don't know. I mean, he left his pregnant girl, and uh, it's not good. Yeah. Um, there are only a couple I'm not going to really read the second or third issues, and this is one of them. Oh, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you. What are, what are some of the others that you, you're not going to pick up? Um, well, I got the second issue of Master of Kung Fu, and I think that kind of sealed the deal for me. I think I'm – it's not awful, but it's just like – Yeah, I read that one too, and I, yeah. I felt that way too. Probably Spider-Verse. <laughs> uh, Secret Wars 2099. Yeah, that's another one for me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give almost every book the second issue, but for third issues <laughs> – because, uh, like, I didn't care for Infinity Gauntlet at all. I know you said it was good, but I did not care for it. Right. Uh, Weird World, I probably won't read the next issue. Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos, a resounding not going to read the second issue. Okay. I was teetering on the first issue. I just read it because I thought I had to re- I thought you were going to make me read it for this. I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to also. Ghost Racers and Armor Wars. Okay, so we're we're... We're in a, a lot of agreement on that, and I w- I, I'm going to add to that list probably 1602. Yeah, that one was definitely teetering, but then when they showed the preview for the 1602 Guardians, I'm like, i gotta find, I got to see them. I think, to be honest with you, I'm only going to read Extinction Agenda number two for you. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, where are we at? Let's do... Uh, Future Imperfect. Yeah, I like that one. Did you? Yeah, did you? I did. I really enjoyed the title. I was surprised. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, I was very... It was cool. Like, like now when I read Greg Land's stuff and I look at his stuff, I'm like, I know that guy. Like, 
he's a nice person, you know? Yeah, right. He's nice. And even after we stopped recording, he talked to us for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just different. Like this weekend, this week, a couple different creators I sent uh, Facebook messages to to add them as friends and they added me. And then they correspond a little bit and you see them type and you're like, oh, they're real people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean. So now I'm like, oh, this is not my friend, but I know him, and he drew this book. It would be perfect. And uh, not only that, I was really surprised by the whole Odin thing. I didn't see that coming. Dude, okay. That's what hooked me into this book. So I was a little disappointed <laughs> when a fa- I found out that no, that's – but, okay, so at first I was really excited because it looked like the story was going to tie back into the 616 and, like, we were going to get another piece of the mystery unfolding, which I thought was happening in A-Force also, but you shot that down. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I was really, I was a bit disappointed when it turned out not to be Odin. But, on the flip side, I really did like the idea of the maestro taking care of business himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was because that's what you want to see. You know, you want to see those big, those big baddies do something as opposed to just sit on the throne and tell people what to do. Yeah, I mean this is one time where I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna agree with you. Like, I'm usually not one for okay, show me an epic battle so I can enjoy, you know, imagining how the fight is is gonna go. But this one, I really thought it was awesome. Yeah, it really threw me for a loop. And that's a Peter David book too. Yeah, I know. How can one be? How can I like one so much and and dislike the other one so much? I don't get it. Well, I know that they're definitely two very different premises, so maybe that's well, it. Well, yeah, they are. But I mean, he was. I'm surprised he didn't try to tie these two together because um, in the Spider-Man 2099, a few issues ago, he ran into the Maestro. Oh, see, I'm not caught up on that. <laughs> okay, he was supposed to go back to his original time, but he went to either an alternate dimension or he overshot his time, I forget, and he ran into the maestro. And so I was like, oh, he's preparing to tie these two together in Secret Wars. But I don't know. I kind of lost interest in 2099. I, I've, I realized that the word spider, you know, was all it had in common with me. Mm. And so I was like, I don't care about these characters at all. Did you read any of the original 2099 books? No, that was before I was reading. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't. I picked up the first issue of X-Men, but that was it. Um, Weird World. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was a quick read, I thought. It, was, it seemed to go very quickly when I read it. Uh, I thought the art was interesting. That's the Elektra art, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and I thought that that art really worked for the Electra book. And I thought it worked for this book, too. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's odd that we have a whole book around Archon. Yeah. Could, I don't know if we could get more of a F-list, G-list, H-list <laughs> character. You know, like... I don't. I do not know this character. There you go. And yeah. I think you're pretty well-versed with Marvel stuff. <laughs> I mean, I beat you in those games. So anyway. Sorry, I was just filing another application for somebody to help me do this podcast. <laughs> <To the> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I really enjoyed this book. I thought the art was good, and I, I like Morgan Le Fay. Uh, that's her name, right? Saying that out mm-hmm. loud seems weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this title supposed to continue? What do you mean? Like past Secret Wars? I believe so. Yeah. I think Jason Aaron's the perfect person to write this book. And so I, I'm wondering if it'll have an impact on the rest of the Marvel U and Secret Wars, but it, it was enjoyable. Um, it wasn't... It wasn't the best by any means, but it was a lot of fun, and I was interested, and I want to see how it ties into the rest. Well, I was a little bit... I didn't understand why all of a sudden Archon didn't know where Polemicus was. Because, it's like you said earlier, you know, this these are not, like, brand new worlds. They just showed up. You know, this is it's been eight years. All these worlds are established, but this one, we don't know... Why doesn't Archon know where he's going? He's just all oh, of a sudden. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. I just assumed he was thrown into this, and it, I forgot it had been eight years. Well, yeah, I mean, none of these titles start off with people just being thrown into something. They're all established, and we just start in with with who they are. You know, Ghost Racers. They've been racing zombies. Yeah. That's been going on. But right. Weird World, that it wasn't like that for Archon and looking for Polemicus. So okay, so okay, so all these things that were these minor problems that we're having here. Do you think that's bad editing? Do you think that the editors are just like, ah, do what you want, or that doesn't really matter, or or overlooking it, or are they saying, no, it's all going to fit together at the end? Well, it might all fit together at the end. I don't know, but uh, from everything I've read from Axel, it does sound like what was said was, pick some characters you want, do what you want, have a great time, Get it all out of your system, you know? Yeah. I have very mixed feelings about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, good for the creators, these people that they always wanted to work with. I want to tell this story. That would be awesome. Yeah, good for them. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah. but Archon on Weird World, and we're going to keep that. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I don't want to read about Frogman, uh, you know, living in Squirrel Girl's tree. Right. <laughs> oh. Uh, you pick the next one. X-Men 92. X-Men 92. Because this was like my, you know, this was my baby when I was growing up. You You have seen them since, but this isn't what really got you into comics. Right. So, you know, I was most excited. This one and then the ABX book. That was the ones I really wanted to read. Um, so I love the various references to the animated series. They, you know, there were even lines lifted directly from the cartoon put into the book. And I thought that was cool. I have a nod. Um, I like the different appearances by random X-Men characters in the background. And, you know, the team itself, you know, it's like the best team lineup ever. Um, but I did think it was a little campy at times, and the parody, they almost parodied themselves more than what I, you know, I would like to be a little more serious than to, to try to do a parody of themselves. Right. And, um, I mean, this book, people just, like, flipped their wigs when this was announced. I really hmm. thought they could have gotten an artist that maybe worked on the books in the 90s, as yeah. opposed to somewhat, like, a, a, a look-alike you know, like take Adam Kubert. Yeah. He should have drawn this book. He drew the X Men in the nineties. Have him do that. You know, I 
am I wrong in, in thinking that this is when this was announced? I don't think it was announced as a throwback to. Um, I mean, this is based off of the cartoon. It's not based off of the '90s X-Men book, correct? No, it's based when they did an interview with the writers. The writers said this is the X-Men animated series, the toy line, the collector cards. It's yes. all that '90s goodness all together. Yeah, okay. Okay. See, to me, it was definitely written like a cartoon. And, I mean, it was nice. It was in a nostalgic kind of way. It was nice to read it because I was like, oh, I can see the – I can hear these characters saying these things, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was wondering – it came out in an, a digital format, an infinite format. And I was wondering if it came out like that because this is the only one that's taken from a different medium. It's not taken from – us, the comic books is taken from a cartoon. It's taken from the toy line, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought, like, you know how recently or up until recently when they do an infinite one, um, it's kind of like canon plus. Yeah. So they kind of say, okay, well, you know, you don't have to read this to know what's going on, but, you know, you might get a little bit more, or this is a, you know, this is what happened in between these two books, that that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, they're very hesitant to go with, uh, you know, current continuity. The only way you can get it is through digital or released later in, in paper format. Well, I thought that this one was chosen to do that because it's not comic continuity. It's not. But, see... You know, with Spider-Verse and everything, when they did all those uh, leading road to Spider-Verse and everything, they addressed, um, you know, TV continuity and all those as part of the multiverse. So they, you would think that this would be part of the multiverse. But it just seems like if this is a peripheral, hey, we threw this one in here too to have fun, but it, it really isn't a comic book comic. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't pick up that that uh end thought but i don't know this this story didn't even didn't seem compelling to me either you know it's just i i don't know if i'm gonna read continue to read this one i I just i don't know i mean i will those those are my babies but okay we'll see it is what i mean what are you gonna do uh right yeah i kind of feel that way but I, i i'm not opposed to this book at all it's just kind of like, yeah, we'll throw that one in there because that'll be fun. But that's kind of the problem I have with some of these other ones. Yeah, and there's nothing, you know, there's definitely not anything wrong with fun. But I think the campy parody part is what just turned me off to it. Yeah. I don't, like, this is what, without X-Men 92, the comic book industry would not have the fans that it does today. Uh, you, It just wouldn't. You know, True. I know it's True. been almost 25 years, but when you talk to people that read comics, uh, if they're my age, they typically say, yep, I started watching X-Men. That's what got me, and I could not get away. So then to kind of tell me that what I really enjoyed was campity, campy and kind of parody, what I loved, I don't, I didn't care for that. Yeah, yeah. No, give me something... Good. Give me. I've, I've stuck with you for twenty five years. You can give me what got me into it in a nice quality way. <laughs> right. Well, I I didn't think about it that way, but I, yeah, I I tend to agree with you. You know, if they did the same thing with the Spider Man, and if they did Spider Man ninety four, you know, and it was just ridiculous cheese. 
Yeah, yeah, it would like, it would not resound. It wouldn't sit well with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Marvel Zombies. What'd you think? So I loved that. Uh, it wasn't what I expected in a good way, though. Yeah. So I don't like Elsa. Never have liked her. She gets on my nerves. But <laughs> the premise was great that Azazel teleports her on the other side with the zombies. And then she has to try and wade her way back through thousands. I yeah. thought that was awesome. Yeah, I agree. I was I was taken aback because like some of this, I for some reason I liked the first series and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's kind of universe spanning and everything like that. But then as they went, Marvels two, Marvels Zombies three, you know, like, and then the stuff, the crossover stuff with Deadpool. I was just like, okay, let's. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this. I mean, I I don't mind the character. Um, I like her attitude, I guess. Uh, and I think that you would have to have that kind of attitude to survive this. But I'm really interested to see where this is going. And I thought that the art was fun. And, you know, it seems like a fun book. Yeah, I agree. It would be a good read. I was I was really surprised because this is, this is one I was going to pass on. So, And this one actually will make me probably read Marvel Zombies vs. Uh, Ultrons, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, too. All right. Uh, 1602, Witch Hunter Angela. Well, I thought um, Stephanie Hans did beautiful art. She did a lot of the storm covers. And yeah. then to have her now be able to do interiors, I thought that was great. Cause she, she's definitely talented. Um, not a big fan of the 1602 universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really at all. <laughs> but <laughs> at, at all. Yeah. But it kind of <clears throat> intrigued me. I thought it could be a lot worse. Like, my expectations were very low, and they passed my expectations, so that's good. And then with the Guardians coming up next issue, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it another one. I don't see how it could be worse. <laughs> I mean, except for the art. I think if the art was... <laughs> I, I think the art could be bad worse obviously because she did she did a really clean good job uh it felt like watercolor type um but this this story uh, i i'm done <laughs> you're not even gonna see how they're gonna have a raccoon in the 1602 universe no let's put they, i felt like they put both neil gaiman's play things in one story they're like you know what we can do let's get 1602 and angela together that'll be great <laughs> and homage to Neil Gaiman. It's just a lot of good. other people said that too. Yeah, I did not know that, so <laughs> I feel I feel on board now. <laughs> well, now, what about I, you? Said you didn't read Armor Wars, right? No, I did not read Armor Wars. Okay, what about Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps? That is next on my list. Oh, perfect. Yes. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, I was trying to switch it up a little bit. Ha, ha, ha. All right. You've only got 10 minutes, am I right? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So uh, I don't care for the dialogue, but this hook intrigued me. This first issue really intrigued me. Um, I, they know that they are in a realm or a different country or whatever, um, so they know about the structure of the universe and because that Thor girl came back, but they're figuring out something is wrong with the setup. Um, so that really intrigues me. Like, what are they going to do? Like, they they said that the stars aren't real, that the light comes from uh, the sky and from doom and everything. And I didn't really appreciate the, you know, it's either science or faith 
type of thing, that little message in there. I didn't appreciate that because it, 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 they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, the art is pretty meh, but um, most anything that connects to the bigger world, I think, is worth reading um, in this. And so I really want to see what the in- incongruity is that they figure out, the inconsistency, and where that goes and how that plays into everything. And you, you gave the exact thing that I would have said, point by point. Really? So, yep. Art, huh. the the faith, science dichotomy, the pieces of the other world, the star, all that. <laughs> wow. All right. We're totally in sync. <laughs> Except for this next one. Years of future past. Go for it. Um, I just put, I only had two lines because we talked about it earlier. I just put that the Doom Sentinels seem intriguing because... This, and along with Extinction Agenda and 1602, has established that Doom does not like mutants, that he's against them. And that's the whole premise of what makes X-Men good, is that they're feared and hated. Once they, you know, had their own island on Utopia, and then everyone accepted them and stuff, the X-Men really have lost their way the past couple years. So... To go back to that, you know, having Doom Sentinels and all that stuff, perfect. Like, that's that's where the X-Men thrive. Um, I thought issue one, between, of all the X-Men titles that were released with Secret Wars, I thought this one was the least uh, strong, was the, the weakest, I guess, the least strong. That would be the weakest. The least strongest one. <laughs> so I'm going to wait for another issue before I kind of give my verdict. I actually like this one the best of all the <laughs> <laughs> I thought the art was very pale, very flat. Um, it could be dreary just because of the subject matter. Um, but it's interesting as far as a what-if story, like a continuation type of thing. Um, you bring up a lot of good points that I didn't think about uh, as far as the Doom Sentinels and uh, it tying into the broader universe. Um, you know, I just... These continuations of fan favorites, they just... You know, they don't make sense to me. But when you just now explained it, it, it did seem a whole lot more intriguing. Oh, well. So, I'm, I'm, this is the one that I was going to continue, the Extinction Agenda. Did we talk about that? Let's do that one next. Uh, yeah, it, like I said, you know, it was great to see mutants hated and feared again. That's the entire premise of the X-Men. Um, it was another great what-if story similar to Inferno and Years of Future Past. Yeah. You know, they go and send a delegation to Doom, which is good. It's a nod to the broader universe, but I don't understand how Genosha is a realm, but then they go to the X-City, which is not part of Genosha, and there's other X-Men there, and they seem to be doing okay. I, I didn't get all that. Well, there's, I mean, it's just like a country. You know, in Ohio, there's other humans in other cities besides mine. Right, but on the map, does it make sense that they're flying to... Like, on the Battle World map? I, I mean, I guess I'd have to look at where... I assume you memorized it. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I know where a couple of the places are, but I don't know where all of them are. I thought the only interesting thing was the very last panel. I don't know who that is or what, what it means, but that's, I thought that was cool. That's Cameron Hodge. Cameron Hodge uh... was at the beginning where they... He was the one that um, kind of ran Genosha, <clears throat> and he started Extinction Agenda, but he made a deal with the demon that... He'll never be killed, and Richter buried him under that building. Okay. Now, okay. All right, well. That's right. like the best. You should read. Did I get that trade for you? Yes. Did you read it? 
No. Oh, Andy. But I, it's not on my cell pile, so don't worry about that. My word. Yours is not on my cell pile. <laughs> okay. All right, let's finish this up. All right, Ghost Racers. Uh, terrible. Awful. <laughs> okay, I mean, I just don't understand what we're doing here. Do we need another story about Arcade being a bad dude who pits people against other people, and now they're racing? <laughs> What's the deal? That's <laughs> stupid. Same. I said the same thing. <laughs> okay, uh, Secret Wars Battle World. The first story with Doc Strange and Punisher was cool. Battle World number one. Uh, but again, it's kind of more questions about replicas and people who they know. Uh, it was a weird what-if story. The the second story about MODOK was just awful. And it killed the whole tone of the title for me. Like, And then the next one, Battle World number 2, uh, with Blade and Howard the Duck. Come on. What are we doing? And then the second story in Arcade's uh, Kilosseum, the same place that Planet Hulk started out. This one actually seemed interesting, but it had a different portrayal of Doom than what I have grown accustomed to over the past couple of months. Like, maybe I'm going soft on him because of Hickman and, and Doctor Strange and how they're reacting with him, but I, I'm actually buying into the idea that he's really trying to do what he thinks is best for everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Is Am I wrong? Is Doom really like a terrible, terrible person? Like a bad guy that's just out to kill everybody? I think there are shades of Doom. Shades of Doom. Yes. So what do you think of these Battle World titles? Um, the the I like the arcade story. I like the Punisher story, but I did not like the MODOK story. I mean, what about Howard, Howard the Duck and oh, Blade? Oh, gosh, no. No, I don't like anything with <laughs> Howard the Duck. Okay. Um, Secret War Journal. Uh, the first I've only read the first one. Uh, the first story was about Young Avengers in medieval times. I thought it was dumb, and I thought, great, we have to read about this in Siege. Um, <laughs> the second second story about Kanshu and the Man Wolves and the bunch of Egyptian stuff. People go out to kill Kanshu, and then they are forcibly converted, and then they go back and kill their own team. I know and how awful. What what are we what is this? What is this? What are we doing? That's Egyptia. Egyptia is a spot on Battleworld. I is is Apocalypse around there? I don't I don't believe so. This is more so from the a New Warriors story. Oh. Like from the nineties. Oh. But you should read the second Secret Wars journal. There's an it... awesome, awesome Daredevil story. Okay. I kinda really good. thumb through the art on that. It has a lecture in it? Yes. Okay, my question from this was, does this, I mean, this may just be an editor not caring, but does this, If are there sub-gods? Is Khonshu a god that is subservient to Doom? Like, if everybody in all these knows that Doom is God, uh, you know, how can you say that Khonshu is a god? Is, is Khonshu just a magistrate of the realm or you know or do they have a misunderstanding of what Kanshu is or maybe this one doesn't know about doom huh interesting because i mean there might be some other realms that don't either yeah i didn't think about that huh no um okay so we got old man logan and infinity gauntlet and then i think we're done and giant size little model <clears throat> Oh, right, yeah, of course, yes. 
And uh, Deadpool and the Howling Commandos, if you want to do that. Okay, so uh, Old Man Logan. I thought this was so cool. It was very cool. The art was cool. The story was cool. It transcends the realms. It actually makes sense in this universe. Moreover, more so than the original Old Man Logan. I love that Daniel Cage is in there. Uh, I love that Emma is old and she's still up to her old tricks. And I mean, it was very sentimental. I like the exchange between them. I just thought this was so cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. One of the best. Okay, good. I thought you were laughing because you totally disagree. No, definitely one of the best. One of the best. Okay. And, uh, I'm divided, though, because he's leaving his realm. And I really want to see him interact more within the realm. But I'm also super excited to see what happens when he scales the wall and how that all interplays. I agree. I agree. Because uh, I want to see, you know, the kid grow up, the Hulkling. And I want to see um, Daniel Cage and their, you know, it was good. And I like the interaction between, well, this is an Ultron 5. I wanted to come see an Ultron 8 to talk yeah. to him. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Um, Infinity Gauntlet. I thought that this story was cool and I liked the premise. I liked the art. I liked the storytelling. Um, I wanted to know, or I was into it and wanted to know uh, what was going on. And... Uh, the character sucked me right in, um, but I had a question, obviously. Uh, is that the real Thanos? Is that Thanos from 616? Do the Infinity Gems mean anything? If these are the most powerful items in the universe or the multiverse, then if they get them all, does, can they overthrow Doom? Like, how does that work? And then also, because the mom is from outer space, does that man mean that she can travel and transcend the realms? Like, what's above these realms? And then... Does Carol, obviously Carol from the Carol Cord doesn't know what's going on, so why is she in space, but she thinks the stars are fake, and, you know, like, I don't get that. Yeah, I think they have some very good questions, some very legit questions. But I was sad that they're called Infinity Stones, because they're gems. Oh, but these didn't look like gems, they look like rough cuts. Yeah, but... It's a change that doesn't need to be made. <laughs> and where this story, I was like, who are these people? I don't care. I hope those insects do eat them all because I just want to see Thanos and Star-Lord and Nova do something. Oh, they're not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get Star-Lord and Kitty Pride, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lay it on me. Mrs. Deadpool. And uh, giant-sized little Marvel Avenger things. Oh, dude, totally just skip Mrs. Deadpool. It's, okay. It's just, I've never been a fan of Deadpool. So, I mean, if you are a fan of Deadpool, you'll like it because it's all that silly humor and breaking the fourth wall and ridiculousness. And <laughs> I don't like that. So You say it was, you're dripping with derision. Well, because I was just like, I have to read this. Ugh. <laughs> But then the the little Marvel, giant-sized little Marvel, was one of, if not my favorite. Scotty Young's art is just off the chain. He can get an expression like nobody else. There were a ton of inside jokes. I, I caught myself audibly laughing multiple times. It was so great. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. I you promise. Should. It's something that your girls would love. Okay. All right, Armor Wars. Anything to be oh, said about this? I fell asleep four times. <laughs> I know I was tired. I was tired. I I just got back from the gym. I usually take a nap after the gym, and I fell asleep four times trying to wade my way through this. Oy. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up. Did you like it? Oh, you didn't read it. 
No, I think I started it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I started it. And then I was like, nope, not going to happen. This is ridiculous. It's it's Even the whole premise is boring. Yeah, everybody's walking around in armor. I mean. Been there, done that. Bought the yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm sorry this is so rushed, but this is Marvel 616 Politics. Go visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Email us your feedback. Tell us your favorites, your least favorites, where you disagree, where you agree. Marvel616politics at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at 616politics. You can give us a call at 616-755-TINA with a question or a comment, and we'll play it on the air. You can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can look us up on Instagram and YouTube under, you guessed it, marvel616politics. <laughs> We are sponsored by DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service. Go there. Get all your pre-orders 40% off. Do not pay retail. You tell these industry muckety-mucks, fat cats, that we will not stand for $4.99 books. No. Well, they get paid regardless, but... Well. So, uh, we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com. For all of your needs through Office Depot or now Office Max, go to CRPSavings.com. We're also sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions, MichaelWebSolutions.com, for all of your SEO and marketing needs. Did we all have right, any well, phone calls? No, we did not. Okay. Uh-uh. All right. So, um, I guess that's it. I mean, I'll catch up. I'll try to read everything. And then we'll talk about the new stuff coming out. I think that this was very informative, and you actually gave me a better appreciation for some of this stuff. Ooh, look at me. Awesome. I mean, look look at you. <laughs> so uh, until next time, this is Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs>